0: Welcome. The following presentation from Answers in CME is part of an educational activity titled Big Advances in Resectable Non-Small Cell Lung Cancer with Neoadjuvant Immunotherapy. To access the full program and supporting materials, please visit the activity URL in the episode description. This activity is supported through an educational grant from Bristol Myers Squibb. Hello, I'm David Carbone, Professor of Medicine and Director of the Thoracic Oncology Center at Ohio State University. And I'm here today to talk about why neoadjuvant chemoimmunotherapy is being evaluated for non-small cell lung cancer. This is derived from the fact that Even when completely surgically resected, lung cancer has about a 50% chance of recurrence. Historically, the only modality we've had to decrease that is chemotherapy after surgery. And that has improved the five-year survival by just about 5%, which is a really small amount and clearly suboptimal. With the advent of therapies such as immunotherapy, we've had additional tools that have improved survival in metastatic disease, and it does make sense that using immunotherapy before surgery might be the best application of this modality to the surgical patient. Specifically, there is theoretical advantage of the tumor being intact and the lymph node and lymphatic drainage of the tumor also being intact, which in theory and in animal models does increase the generation of immune responses. The trial that has just recently been reported is the Checkmate 816 trial that has used three cycles of chemotherapy with nivolumab immunotherapy before surgical resection. And it was dramatically positive study that showed a very high rate of complete pathologic responses, a dramatic improvement in event-free survival, and a significant advantage in overall survival. So I think that this is exciting news and will very likely improve the outcomes after surgery for non-small cell lung cancer, which currently are less than ideal. The addition of chemotherapy alone was a minor advance, but I really expect that the combination of chemotherapy and immunotherapy will be a major advance and lead to substantial improvement in overall survival. In the next session, let's discuss the latest pathologic response data on neoadjuvant immunotherapy combinations with chemotherapy and what these results mean to practicing clinicians. In this session, we'll talk about the clinical implications of pathologic endpoints in neoadjuvant non-small cell lung cancer trials. In Checkmate eight sixteen, the pathologic complete responses observed after three cycles of nivolumab plus chemotherapy were a remarkable 24% compared to 2% with chemotherapy alone. This means that in 24% of the patients with just these three cycles, there was no detectable tumor present in the surgical specimen. I think that this is an indication of clinical efficacy that will translate into a survival advantage and has the benefit to detect the efficacy of your neoadjuvant intervention At the time of surgery, this will allow us to incorporate into our clinical practice interventions based on this endpoint in the future and not have to wait for the final survival results. There are multiple ongoing phase three trials, but one that recently was announced in a press release was the Aegean trial with neoadjuvant durvalumab plus chemotherapy. This combination resulted in a statistically significant and meaningful improvement in pathologic complete response rate compared to chemotherapy. We've already seen the results of pathologic efficacy from multiple phase 2 trials of chemoimmunotherapy, especially the Nadeem and SAKK trials where path complete response rates were as high as 63% and multiple trials of immunotherapy without chemotherapy the biggest of which is the LCMC3 trial with two cycles of atezolizumab having a path CR rate of 7% and the Neostar trial showing a path CR rate of about the same 10% with nivolumab, but a PATH-CR rate of 38% with a combination of nivolumab and ipilimumab. Interestingly, the Checkmate 816 trial was originally a three-arm trial, including nivolumab and ipilimumab in addition to nivolumab plus chemotherapy, and it's not entirely known why this was dropped but it could have been that the PATH-CR rate was lower than nivolumab plus chemotherapy and or that the toxicities were higher and interfered with surgical resection. It's not entirely clear. In the next section, let's discuss what the latest overall survival outcomes are with neoadjuvant ICI combinations and what these mean to us as practicing clinicians. So in this session, we'll talk about the therapeutic implications of survival endpoints in neoadjuvant non-small cell lung cancer trials. So historically, even when completely surgically resectable, lung cancer survivals have been suboptimal. Most often diagnosed stages are stages 2 and 3A for resectable lung cancer. And if you take all of the stages of resectable lung cancer together, only about 50% of patients will be cured and 50% will relapse and ultimately die of their disease, which is clearly suboptimal. In Checkmate 816, we have only immature overall survival data, but as a surrogate for overall survival, which counts a very hard endpoint of being alive or dead, event-free survival is used. Event-free survival really captures the time to relapse or death for lung cancer, and patients will often live beyond relapse, but really the efficacy of curative intense surgical resection is pretty accurately captured by event-free survival, time to progression, relapse of disease. The data from Checkmate 816 show that the event-free survival improvement is very remarkable for chemoimmunotherapy compared to chemotherapy alone, with 64% 24-month event-free survival of nivolumab plus chemotherapy versus a 45 percent event free survival for chemotherapy alone, which is a hazard ratio of 0.63, which is clinically and statistically significant. In the Nadeem trial of neoadjuvant nivolumab plus chemotherapy in stage 3a lung cancer phase two trial, we do have relatively mature overall survival data, which shows at a four-year landmark, approximately 75% overall survival in stage 3A disease, which is remarkably better than historical controls. In the Dervalumab study, the one-year event-free survival was 73% suggesting that all of these interventions will have a significant impact on outcomes in resectable non-small cell lung cancer. There are multiple Phase three trials that are being read out in the near future with multiple agents, including PEMBRO, atezo, and nivolumab. And in each of these, there's an event-free survival endpoint, as well as sometimes overall survival and major pathologic response. In the LCMC three study, we had about an eighty percent survival in the stage three lung cancers with just two cycles of neoadjuvant atezolizumab. All of these data really suggest that we will be making a major impact on outcomes in resectable lung cancer with these approaches. In the next section, let's discuss safety findings in trials of neoadjuvant ICI combinations and practical strategies to prevent or manage common adverse events. In this session, I'd like to talk about the clinical implications of safety data in neoadjuvant non-small cell lung cancer trials, and particularly in curative intent settings such as resection of early-stage disease, the Safety of any intervention before surgery has to be very carefully scrutinized because we don't want to interfere with the modality most likely to cure the patient and that is surgery. Safety data from Checkmate 816 really revealed no concerning safety signals in the nivolumab plus chemotherapy neoadjuvant arm compared to chemotherapy alone, other than a potential signal of a low R0 resection rate of only about 80%. But this was true in both arms, suggesting poor selection of patients for this study. And this is supported by data from other chemoimmunotherapy trials, such as the Nadeem and SAKK studies, where the R0 resection rate was 93 to 100%. In the LCMC3 trial of neoadjuvant atezolizumab alone, there also was an excellent R0 resection rate of 92%. So in summary, all of the data to date, point to the fact that neoadjuvant immunotherapy is generally safe with a degree of efficacy that justifies potential toxicities. And the toxicities observed were those that we see every day with immunotherapy and are generally readily managed. Our next section will discuss patient and disease-related factors to consider when assessing the appropriateness of neoadjuvant therapy selection for patients with resectable non-small cell lung cancer. In this session, we will discuss matching the treatment plan to the patient with resectable non-small cell lung cancer. And for all of these studies, it's very important to note that they were designed for patients who were fit and operable at baseline and not those patients whom you hoped to make operable through the treatment with the neoadjuvant therapy. For this purpose, And neoadjuvant therapy really should be restricted to those with baseline resectable 1B greater than 4 centimeters to 3A non-small cell lung cancer with an ECOG performance status of 0 to 1 and no EGFR or ALK alterations. It's important to think about why neoadjuvant versus adjuvant and neoadjuvant immunotherapy has the advantage of earlier treatment of potential micrometastatic disease, treatment in the presence of an intact tumor, nodal drainage, and lymph node system, which is where the immune induction takes place. Checkmate 816 found that in addition, there were lower rates of pneumonectomy. Compared to chemotherapy alone, 25% pneumonectomy with chemo alone and 17% with the chemoimmunotherapy. And also lower rates of conversion from minimally invasive surgeries to open surgeries. The ability to measure pathologic complete response really helps us indicate whether the treatment benefited the patient and can guide future treatment decisions such as the use of adjuvant. When deciding whether to use neoadjuvant or adjuvant chemoimmunotherapy, I think that neoadjuvant chemoimmunotherapy should be used in all patients with resectable stage 2A to 3B non-small cell. The clinical data we have to date really shows the magnitude of benefit is larger for neoadjuvant versus adjuvant chemoimmunotherapy. Neoadjuvant chemoimmunotherapy should not be used to reduce tumor size to make resection possible. Adjuvant chemoimmunotherapy really should be reserved for patients who underwent surgical resection without immunotherapy. Those, for example, who were thought to be stage 1As but at surgery were found to have an N2 lymph node. those patients probably should get adjuvant immunotherapy. And patients that have more advanced stage, the 3A patients and or high pdl one also are those that tend to have a greater benefit from neoadjuvant or adjuvant immunotherapy. And these patients really should be strongly considered for these approaches. So, in summary, immunotherapy, and particularly neoadjuvant immunotherapy, really has become a standard part of management for early-stage lung cancer for stage 2 and resectable stage 3 patients whose tumors do not have driver mutations. Thank you for listening. Please visit the activity URL in the episode description to view all program materials, complete the post-test, and get a certificate.